Hello and welcome to the Sister Sista podcast, a guide for young women coming into their own and for the women still trying to figure it out. I'm your host, Trudy. I'm a stay-at-home mom who's building a community for women to uplift each other and feel connected by similar life experiences. We're talking about love, lifestyle, health, relationships, current events, and so much more. So get comfy and listen in. Hello and welcome back to the Sister Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Trudy, and welcome back to another episode. This week, I have Eleanor joining me on the podcast, and I'm just going to have Eleanor tell you a little bit more about herself and where to find her. Good. Hey guys, my name is Eleanor. I am a nurse and health and wellness coach for moms who feel like they may have lost themselves and are worrying about how to implement self-care and healthy um, lifestyles back into their busy lives. I'm also the founder of Embrace the Mom Bod, which started as a national holiday, which is um, National Mom Bod Day um, every, every year, July 31st. And so this is a day to celebrate mom's bodies inside and out. I specifically chose a summer day because it's a day that we can't hide our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I think that we should all be proud of what we accomplish as moms and what our bodies look like and feel like and just kind of coming into our own after motherhood. Okay. I love that. I love that. I didn't know that it had a specific day, but I'm going to mark that on my calendar. Yeah. So today we're talking about um, a couple of things in motherhood. We're talking about um, healthy and unhealthy kind of changes and becoming a mom. Um, How do I identify um, yourself outside of like the mom title Uh, and how to be okay with how we change after becoming a mom. So we're going to get right into it. These are pretty large topics. I'm really excited to get into it. So um, let's just start with the, with the first one of how to be okay with um, the ways that we change after becoming mothers. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's one of the things that sometimes you don't recognize when you become a mom that you are going to, you don't know that you're going to change when you become a mom, you think you're going to be that same person and, it really does change you. Like you don't have to lose who you were, but there are certain parts of you that by default have to change when you become a mom. And so learning to accept that can be hard, but I think recognizing the changes and seeing the positives in those changes can, you know, kind of make it a little bit more settling once you become a mom. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I know that sometimes we focus or just think automatically on the physical changes. Like right when you, when, right when we see ourselves, after mm-hmm. the baby is born, we just look at ourselves in the mirror. We're like, oh my gosh, like my body has changed so much. And then yeah. it takes a while for us to really realize my my mental has changed so much true right. as well. Like I remember thinking like the first time, obviously my I'm seeing my newborn, I'm like staring at them like, is he still breathing? Is he still breathing? <laughs> and you don't even think that you're starting to, you know, kind of obsess over like, oh my gosh, is, is my yeah. child okay? Are they, it's it might freak you out, but you're thinking, is my child still alive? Are they still breathing? Are they okay? It might be like, you have all these questions. And before yeah. becoming a mom, you would never think that you would obsess like that. So mentally, that's like, that was the first thing that I noticed. Like mm-hmm. my brain has definitely changed and it's been proven like as a mom, your brain changes because I mean, sometimes you're just automatically thinking and worried, worried about your child. Do you hear the phantom cries? Yep. (laughs) Yep. In the shower, you're like, wait, was that a baby? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Our body, like a lot of stuff, even when it comes to like breastfeeding, our body changes because we have a child now. So a lot of the stuff is almost just like automatic. 
Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, one of the things that I really realized when I became a mom is like, I'm a very like, you know, excited personality, but when I'm stressed, I really kind of just go into like quiet mode. Mm -hmm. And so I remember um, when I had my son, um, you know, whenever I, I had a couple of friends that had kids when they were young. So it was always like, oh, let's come visit you in the hospital. We can't wait to see you, you just had a baby. And, you know, I, you know, everybody's like, can we come? Can we come? And I kept postponing it. And I was like, why do I keep postponing it? Like, I love being around people. Mm -hmm. And so I finally, on my third day, I was like, okay, you guys can come visit. And somehow I ended up scheduling like eight people being in the room at the same time. And they left and I was just like, oh my God. (laughs) It's like, I can't. I was like, I am so drained. And I don't Mm -hmm. typically get drained by other people being around me, but it was something that I realized that like, oh, okay, like this is, this is big. Like mm-hmm. this isn't just having a party with your friends. Yeah. Like you, had, you just gave birth, you know, you're, you had a C-section, like all these things. So I remember too, I had told my husband, like his best friend was like, oh, I want to come down and see the baby. I was like, sure. I think that he was a week old mm-hmm. and I was sitting on the, and you know, prior to having a kid, I thought it was going to be very easy. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting on the couch and I like literally looked at my husband. And I was like, you guys got to go. You gotta yeah. get out of here. Like I can't. I I don't care where you guys go, but you need to leave. Like go out, so get some food, get some drinks. Yeah. Like, but I didn't know mm-hmm. how much I was gonna change, even so instantly. Mm-hmm. That I was just like, oh wow, like this is what needing space is like. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't that so interesting? Like sometimes people will say, I remember one of my girlfriends was like, oh my goodness, you went from like one day, like turning up and then the next day you're having a baby. A lot of things that maybe you prioritized before are not really that high on your list anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think too, like also kind of recognizing that you have to change because like I still wanted to go out, you know, Mm -hmm. and not all the time, but like, you know, my husband, he would go out and I'm like, well, I want to go, like, I want to do something too. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. just be stuck in the house all the time, yeah. but realizing that logistically things mm-hmm. had to change in order for me to make that happen, especially I don't really have like family help. So it was like how to find somebody to watch the baby or like mm-hmm. it went from me and my husband being able to enjoy going out together, just always going out one Separately. at a time because somebody yeah. has to, you know, I get that. Um, be home with the baby. So yeah, I think, I think accepting the change is sometimes the hardest part yeah and then you just got to be creative with how you can make it work yeah and then when it comes to like the physical changes that that's like which is like the first thing that we see right I mean that varies for everyone yeah and I think I have a slightly different story than most moms when it comes to physical changes because um you know I lost weight very quickly after having my son and it was like, Oh, snap bag. Yes. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, I don't like it. You know, Mm -hmm. like everybody wants to snap back so quickly. And I was like, I am, I weigh the same as I did when I was in middle school and this is not okay. And I Mm -hmm. literally could not like put on weight, even if I tried. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, everybody was like kind of congratulating me. And I was just like, I'm not really happy with this, you know? And Mm -hmm. I wish that I would have embraced that sooner um okay because you know I was just I just was so uncomfortable with the way I looked and so many people might be like but you were so thin why would you be uncomfortable and I'm like I just was uncomfortable it just didn't I didn't look like myself to me um I think I was like 12 or 13 pounds less than I was before I got pregnant Mm 
okay. And it, yeah. And it was, it was, for me, it was hard. I mean, I had to do all new shopping. I had to accept my new size. You know, mm-hmm. I was still shopping in my old, my old size. And then I would get clothes and I was like drowning in them. And, oh, and I wow. kept saying like, okay, well, when I gain weight, these pants will fit. Mm-hmm. And I think people do that all the time in the opposite, you know, like when I lose the weight, I can wear these jeans instead oh, of just accepting sure. like today, right now, this is my size. Mm-hmm. So let me go and find a pair of jeans that looks really good on me in this, you know, current size. So um, I think in general, just really accepting your body changes and you don't have any control over it. I mean, I could, I literally could not put on weight if I tried Mm -hmm. and there's moms who, you know, they're working out, they're eating right. And they're still holding on to baby weight. Um, and like one thing that I learned recently was about, you know, everybody says that breastfeeding, you know, burns calories and, oh, you're going to lose the weight so quickly, but you're burning calories, but you're not burning fat. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, you may lose weight, but you also get softer because your body is holding on to the fat for nutrients for the baby. Yeah. So it's like not necessarily always the weight that you're really trying to lose. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. A lot of changes. And it's, I think it's the point that you mentioned of that, like, sometimes you just have to like buy clothes for yourself in the present and accept and try to love your body for how you, how you look that day. Because I mean, knowing how the weight fluctuates, the bloating, when you're on your period, with your hormones, yeah. <laughs> like all of that stuff, like our body, if you were to take a picture of your body in like in 30 days, we would look different. I think every single day, even different times throughout the day. So sometimes it really just comes with like accepting, okay, I look a little slimmer today, maybe because of, you know, whatever hormones, or I look a little bit chubbier today, my face is a little bit more bloated. So sometimes mm-hmm. it really is just like accepting how you look for that day. And I recall hearing like years ago, like the statement that Janet Jackson made. And she was just like, sometimes I just look in the mirror and I tell myself, what is one thing that I love about myself? And it's so Mm. weird because when you hear celebrities say that, it's like everybody loves everything about them, but sometimes they even struggle with that. So she was like, I just find one thing that I love about myself. And she's like, today it was my collarbone. So I just she just talked about how she loved Mm. like her collarbone, which seems like so simple, but sometimes that's if that's how that can help you get through the day. It's like, just find one thing that you love about yourself in that moment. If you're struggling, I think Mm -hmm. with that, with that body image, especially going through motherhood and seeing, as you said, like the snapback culture or in certain cultures, if you're not super thick this way or super slim Mm -hmm. this way, or if you don't know this way, then go get lipo, then go. And then, you know what I mean? There's so much pressure to either have the snack back or to have the slim waist and look like, you know, the figure eight. Yeah, the big booty, all that. (laughs) Or like whatever is trending to just look super skinny and have your ribs Mm -hmm. showing. Like it's going to be a a trend and it comes just down to how you embrace yourself and trying to embrace yourself as much as you can and being comfortable with that regardless of the trend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And that's why now, like I look back and I just, now I'm, you know, from when I had my, when I had lost all that weight, I'm 20 pounds more than I was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I still have a pudge and my arms are bigger than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. But also like, I'm just learning like, okay, just shop in a new size. I wish I would have done that. Mm -hmm. Back when I had my first son, um, I wish I would have done that. But that's why you know, that's why I talk about it now, because, you know, I feel like people can learn from other people's mistakes or missteps. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just all about like, hey, I wasn't happy. And I wish I would have, you know, just embraced it. So like, 
like embrace the moment right now. Like this is, this is what you got to work with today. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, that is very true because I think sometimes we will like buy different sides and like, this is going to be my motivation, but (laughs) it's like, (laughs) even if you lose the weight girl, like you still may not fit into that particular piece or that may not even be your, your style in that, in that period that you're in, you know what I mean? So it's like, wouldn't it be more fun to buy something that currently fits you and that flatters you and that looks beautiful and you get compliments just the way that you look right now? Like it's possible. There are people that will compliment you and you should be complimenting yourself for the way that you look right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I literally did that. I bought a pair of pants back when I was super small. And I was like, when I finally gain the weight back, these pants are going to be perfect on me. Mm -hmm. And I finally gained the weight back and then some. And they don't look good on me. (laughs) I was just so sure that they were going to look so good one day. And yeah, they're just not very flattering at all. I had to donate them. (laughs) Isn't that the worst? We know what we tell ourselves once we do that. We're like, you know, these jeans will look good on somebody. (laughs) We'll look great on somebody else. Yes. Because girl did not look good on me, but I know look good on you. (laughs) Yes. They are for somebody else and they are not for me. And that's okay. So Mm -hmm. we're going to go with a big and heavy one. We're going to talk about recognizing the healthy and unhealthy changes after becoming a mom. So I'll let you kind of get into that. And then I wanted to bring in a couple of points. Yeah. Okay. So I'll first start with what my kind of unhealthy is. And this is something that I noticed. I like, you know, prior to being a mom, I noticed I did, but I really I think with the stresses of being a mom, it was really amplified. And my biggest thing is like, I personally will feel isolated and then I will like go into like self-isolation. So like Mm -hmm. my biggest thing is I'm a very extroverted person. I love being around people, but when I start to get quiet and you don't hear from me anymore, that's kind of like a bad sign Mm -hmm. for people around me to be like, Hey, is she good? Um, And you know, for me, I think it really just came from just feeling, you know, I was one of the first of my friends to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I just really felt like nobody really understood. And my lifestyle was changing. And I get to see all these people going out and having fun and doing all these things. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. So instead of, I mean, I had to teach myself, but instead of saying like, oh, it's just my situation, I'm thinking like, okay, like, nobody wants to hang out with me anymore. Mm-hmm. Or they're looking at me differently, because I'm a mom. And it was really hard for me to kind of pull myself out of that. I mean, I didn't even, I love to get dressed and look cute. And it was to a point where I would go to work looking a hot mess. Like I just didn't even care. I wasn't taking Mm -hmm. care of myself anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in a state and I'm very into self-care. I've always been into self-care. But when I first had my son, like as soon as I went back to work, my self-care went down the drain. Mm -hmm. And it was like, maybe I showered, maybe I didn't. Maybe Mm -hmm. I did my hair, maybe I didn't. And I just remember I looked in the mirror. I was like, girl, you got to get this together. (laughs) Like something, anything. (laughs) So, you know, that's when I kind of was like, okay, I need to start wearing clothes that fit me. I need to go get a haircut. I need to like implement a self-care routine so that, you know, every whatever days of the week I'm doing this because I really just went into a state of just like isolation and just not caring about myself Mm -hmm. at all, which is very unlike me. So um, that was probably my biggest unhealthy, unhealthy thing <laughs> trait that like, I got. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that happening of sometimes we just like 
pass by the mirror and we're just like like we know that we just don't want to look at ourselves because we're like I yeah. know that I'm not taking care of myself until you get to that point of like you take a glimpse and you're like whoa I really just let myself go and I don't know if it as you were saying like if you're a very extroverted person if you just you're being left out and you're just like well there's no need to dress up there's no need to look good anymore because yeah I'm not going out I'm not like we just kind that. of start to make excuses and just like well no one's seeing me no one's calling me to go out so nobody cares so I can just let myself go and then exactly come that. to that realization where it's like no like I need to take care of myself like I can't right. just let everything you know go and then it just gets deeper and deeper right so yeah that and that's happens. what I've come to is like I'm doing this for only me I'm getting dressed up every day for me taking a shower for me it doesn't matter if I see one person zero people a hundred people like mm-hmm. this like taking care of me is like actually just for me yeah which is really important, which is really important. Very important. Yeah. (laughs) It affects just like your everyday and how you feel about yourself, like just putting Mm -hmm. yourself together. And it doesn't have to mean like every day you're putting on a full face of makeup. It can literally just be this morning. I brush my teeth. I wash my face. I use the cleanser. I put on a moisturizer, some lip balm, put on some fresh clothes and you'll feel so much better, but it just, and it it varies for everyone. Some people want to wake up and put on makeup or some people don't, but it's just having that first kind of inclination of wanting to feel better, look better and feel better mm-hmm. um, makes a huge difference. I find after you've been like neglecting yourself and then putting yeah. in strategies to continuously do that. Yep. And it has to be very intentional. You know, mm-hmm. it can't just be like, Oh yeah, that's like a, you know, I do that whenever I can get the kids down early. No, it has to be a every, you know, you set a time, you schedule a time that says, this is when I'm always going to do this no matter what for me. Oh, yeah. Um, because things happen, you know, your kid oh, yeah. sleeps through the night and then all of a sudden they're not sleeping through the night for some reason. And then mm-hmm. it's like, you're exhausted. But even when you're exhausted, are you going to put the time in, you know, to take care of yourself? Or mm-hmm. are you just going to say, I'm, you know, I'm tired, which I'm not saying being a mom isn't tiresome. I have three kids, so I know how tiresome it is, but sometimes it's like, I'm still number one mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they'll benefit from that. Oh, yeah. And it can sometimes just be the very basics. I remember mom saying, well, I don't even have time to like brush my teeth. And I that's just the basics of self-care. And sometimes it's yeah. like you're so busy with your kids. Just you at the end of the day saying I brushed my teeth is could be your form of self-care for that day because it was just yeah. that hectic or like, wow, like I wash my face. I brush my teeth like I put on fresh pajamas. I'm ready to go to bed instead of let me just jump in bed and that's it. And then you yeah. still don't feel super great about yourself. So even if it's just the simplest thing of I brush my teeth tonight, like I know I'm not gonna be able to get the full 10 steps of, you know, doing, yeah, right. of, of doing my skincare, but like, I want to be able to brush my teeth tonight. That's what I am promising myself and making sure like that's the boundary to that tonight. Kids are going to bed, even if they're going to be crying or if it's going to be chaotic, I'm closing that door and I'm making sure I brush my teeth tonight or making sure that I, you know, wash my face because it's been a couple of days or whatever it may be. So, Yeah. Sometimes it just comes down to just doing that one thing that you promised yourself. Yep. And that's, I think the biggest thing too, is I think, and I'm a, I'm a very all or nothing person. So I might be like, oh, I want to add all these things to my routine or all these new habits, whatever. And then you fall off because you can't add 10 new things to your routine at one time. It has to be, okay, like you said, to, I'm going to start with brushing my teeth. Mm-hmm. And then once you've gotten into the routine of making sure you're brushing your teeth every day, it might be, okay, I'm going to do a three-step skincare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it just kind of builds, okay, I'm going to do my hair, my skin, brush my teeth. And then like after a while, it becomes so routine that it's like, 
when you're without it, you don't feel right. So you're going to mm -hmm. keep going into the cycle. And I feel like the more that we take care of ourselves, the better we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Just instinctively, you will feel better about yourself if you take care of yourself. Yeah. And then also I found by having implemented like those things and adding the steps gradually of making sure that like for my son, that he has his own, he's on his own schedule so that it's, it's just worked out that it's like, this is mom's time and this is your time to do this. And, mm -hmm. you know, you know, dad's going to help you with this during this time, because this is mom's time. So you really have right. to start to build the boundary around that and build boundaries around other times that are just specific, specifically for you. If it's sitting down and doing your budget, sitting down and, you know, reviewing whatever work for your business, whatever your, your time is, it's like, that is your time and you stay strict right. with that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. So I want to get into yours because I think it's very much needed to be talked about and it's very common I feel like it's very common I feel like mom should know that they're not the only ones right that is true so I'm gonna have like a little bit of a backstory and this is probably from like years ago but it's like a little backstory so I remember watching Ellen DeGeneres years ago and there was like this picture that maybe like a mom or like a a little boy drew of his mom and it was of like one of mom's favorite things to do and on the picture, it was like, it was like drinking a bottle of wine. And like the oh whole crowd gosh. laughed. And at the time I was like, hmm, okay. And then now nice. being a mom, realizing that like moms do have, I don't know if it's stay at home. I'm just going to say moms in general have like this drinking culture. Mm -hmm. um, if it's drinking wine, if it's drinking hard liquor, whatever it may be, but they just have like this drinking culture of like day drinking and then continuously mm -hmm. drinking just throughout the rest of the day. So I would say that that's a bit of an unhealthy habit um, mm -hmm. in motherhood. And I I got to that point where I was like, okay, I'm going to have like a beer. I'm going to have like a glass of wine. And then I'm like topping up my wine. And then it got to the point where my husband's like, we don't need any more wine or like if we're going <sighs> to drink, we're going to have it with our meal and not just like randomly drinking throughout the day, just like get through the day. And it mm -hmm. really is a thing just having like seeing drinking culture in even just like within like mom content creators and seeing that on social yeah. media that's becoming a lot more acceptable it's very um, trendy right now and very trendy wine culture yeah very trendy yeah and, and just like drinking a bottle of wine and I know I had to catch myself I, I don't think I've ever topped off a bottle but um, <sighs> I definitely had to like catch myself of not drinking every single day so like going a month straight of like not drinking at all Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? And just been like, you can like, we don't need to go down that path of your drinking every single day. Because yeah. like, I'm sure medically proven that drinking alcohol every single day is not good for you. <laughs> right. But also like, what do you think led you like to like, do you think you said stay at home mom? So you said moms in general, but you are mm -hmm. a stay at home mom. So yeah. do you feel like it was like the monotony of it? Do you feel like it was the stress of it? Anxiety? What do you think really... Um, it, it might have been me just like just not knowing even just what to do with myself like oh, okay, okay my, my son's napping this is done and then I'm like okay I'm just gonna just drink and it, this is like in the beginning where I had like I'm not at work like I went from working six seven days a week to now being a stay-at-home mom so I'm just right. like what do I do with myself and you know what I mean like you're looking mm -hmm. around, like what do I do and I'm like okay I'm just gonna like drink and I even went through I even went through a stage of like let me just sit and watch tv like I went through these different stages of kind of like collecting these different habits to, mm -hmm. until I got to the point of figuring out like okay this is what works for me 
and mm-hmm. that is healthy for me, good for my wellness, good for my mental and physical health and good for my family. So it took a while for me to transition to there and for me to feel like totally and completely comfortable in like my stage of motherhood and confident in my stage of motherhood. But I did mm-hmm. go through a lot of these little trials of sitting and watching, binge watching TV, so yeah. like wanting to like drink. And then I think I even went through like this cleaning stage too of like being crazy about wanting to clean the house all day. So it really was recognizing, okay, it can't be like the all or nothing. You have to find Mm -hmm. a balance in between. Um, We can't be cleaning all day and we can't be watching TV all day. And I can't be drinking alcohol all day. So um, it was really recognizing like what is unhealthy. It can't be fully everything. So, um, and just noticing like, what is on social media? Like you don't have to fully embrace it. <laughs> right. right. On social yeah. media, you're like, okay, maybe this is acceptable. And then you got to take a step back and say, no, like this isn't what's good for me. If the next day I'm feeling groggy and how am I going to really be fully present and intentional with my child and with my family, with myself. So just mm-hmm. even holding myself accountable and like, no, Trudy, this isn't actually what's good for you and your family. Um, even if you're thinking like, is this a coping mechanism? Like I had to really address what was the root of mm-hmm. it or if you're bored then you need to find something to do yeah yeah <laughs> invest <laughs> your healthy. energy right this is this is me just talking about me because I'm not going to judge no other mom but yeah, this was yeah. me talking to me like you need to find something productive to do you mm-hmm. went from like you know 40 hour weeks to like you're you have a newborn and you're at home and we're in the middle of a panorama right now so oh, you gosh, had to find yeah. you had to find something <laughs> so something to do with your time that wasn't just like you know doing that and I think also during that time a lot of people were just indulging in that stuff too oh yeah you know what I mean so mental health in general was just exactly so it's like oh we're stuck in love let's all just like you know start drinking you know so um definitely recognizing like this is not what's going to be healthy for you Trudy but find something else to do that's going to be more productive and intentional with your time because it's like the day was just going to go by and then the next day and the next day and then I'm like, there has to be better use of my time. So that yeah. was what I found to be unhealthy. And it is something that is definitely kind of ingrained ingrained in maybe stay-at-home mom culture or just generally mom culture of just drinking wine throughout the day. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying having a glass of wine here and there, sure, go ahead. But I knew that going and drinking multiple glasses was not, that was not healthy for me. Yeah. And I think, I think it speaks to a good point in general, like maybe not every mom's go-to when they're bored is drinking. It might be snacking. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say a mom came to me and was like, yeah, like I just can't lose weight. I would ask like, okay, you know, what are your eating habits? Mm-hmm. If you're snacking all day and you're eating your kids snacks all day, which, you know, kids eat like nothing sugar. but carbs, <laughs> sugar, sugar all day. Carbs, right. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you don't realize it, but you're mindlessly grabbing the snack, grabbing the snack or grabbing the wine or, mm-hmm. you know, sleeping, you know, sometimes people Doing sleep all when they're things. bored, all of those Snacking, things. drinking wine and then going straight to sleep. All yeah, that, like- that, that trinity, <laughs> weight gain. <laughs> weight gain. Exactly. And it's like, it's not that there's anything wrong with you or with me for doing those things. It's like, we have to recognize it. Once you mm-hmm. recognize like, oh, wait, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Then you can kind of step back and like make some changes. But yeah. some of those things are so mindless because we're just 
you know, and it's not because it. being a stay at home mom is boring. There's a lot of work to do, but it's mm-hmm. kind of, you have to restructure the way you think, what am I going to do in this time? Mm-hmm. You need time to rest. You need time to clean and cook and take care of baby. And like, but you're putting your day together as opposed to, like you said, you work six, seven days a week and your day was very structured for you. Like, okay, I'm exactly. going to do this and that. And then you come home and you're like, okay, it doesn't have, There's, it doesn't have any structure. And then, then right. you realize what systems you need to put in place or else you're just yeah. going to be like, Oh, I'm not, I don't have a boss telling me what to do. Or yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but I can even just, I can go through it whenever I want to. And then you realize, no, no, you, you can't. can't do that. Can yeah, you can't, you can't, I mean, you and can, but I, I, wasn't <laughs> you allowing, <won't> <laughs> I wasn't allowing myself to do that. I was like, we tried it. It wasn't working. Do something else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's a tough one. But like, even like you said, moms who stay at home and they're entrepreneurs, like you have to create the structure. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for me, like I didn't grow up in an environment with a lot of structure. Um, and I personally like structure makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. I don't like repetitiveness. I don't like doing the same thing every day routine, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I had my son and now with my girls, too everything is a routine they know Mm -hmm. what to do in the morning when they come home from school because that's the best way for things to function so then I would do that for them and then I'm looking at my life like it's chaotic and crazy and I'm like okay maybe I need to do this for myself (laughs) too right like you know you may not be used to that but you do know how to implement it for other people so why don't you Mm -hmm. like do yourself a favor and kind of implement it for yourself and you know then that's when come the healthier eating habits, the healthier sleeping habits, the healthier self-care habits, because you're kind of like, you know, going with the flow because you created that flow for yourself. Mm -hmm, For sure. And then you start to realize too, like your days go a little bit easier. You have a little bit more energy. It's like Mm -hmm. you realize, okay, if I stop snacking so much, Hey, I'll have more energy to get through the day. If I drank more water or if I was a little more physically active, like I wouldn't be having so many back problems or this problems or aches and pains or like, you know, my mind isn't as groggy and that kind of stuff. And it's not like a hard and fast rule, but sometimes you realize, oh, this is benefiting more, benefiting me more than harming me or just being a pain to do. Like it is actually helping me. It is helping my mental health. It is helping me connect more with my kids. It is helping you know, just the days go by a little bit easier and a little bit faster. So yeah, trying to pick up the healthy habits and figuring out the habits that really work for you Mm -hmm. and your family. Yeah. So speaking of healthy, what do you think was a healthy thing that you started doing Mm -hmm. um, once you became a mom with something that kind of switched or changed in you that was a little bit on the healthier side? Um, Like I was always, I was, pretty big like a big foodie um I think I just became a little bit more focused on um what we were eating and wanting to do more like homegrown um stuff and since we were already at home um and then just really tapping more into like my physical wellness Mm -hmm. um a little bit more in like self-development um learning more about parenting and how to connect with my child and then even by doing so learning more about myself and kind of reparenting um, myself. Um, and, and yeah, I think I've also been able to pick up on self-care, prioritizing time for myself, actually taking care of myself because I would put myself on the back burner because I was working 
so much. So it was kind of a lot that I did. Like becoming a mom has actually helped me take a step back and pour more mm-hmm. into myself. And um, I'm really, really grateful for that because before I was just like, I felt like I was on a treadmill. Um, and then for yourself, you picked up more strategies of like structure. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I definitely picked up, I had a coworker that taught me like, I don't think she realized what she was teaching me, but just kind of how to structure a day for a, a newborn and like on. And that really helped me because had I not talked to her, I don't think I would have known like, you know, teaching days and nights and bedtime routines and stuff like that. I think I would have just been all willy nilly trying to figure it mm-hmm. out. Um, so that's definitely one thing was just like learning how to be a little bit more structured and more routine. Another thing I did was really like learn about myself and learn about how like, my upbringing and things like that affected me so that I don't, you know, do those same things to my kids unknowingly. Um, So I did a lot of, um, and this honestly could be a whole episode for you on itself, but I did a lot of stuff with like the Enneagram and stuff like that. And just kind of learning like, Mm -hmm. you know, what do I look like when I'm stressed? What do I look like when I'm growing? Why do I react a certain way? What are my trigger points? You Mm -hmm. know, because being a mom can be very triggering if you don't, um, I mean, for anybody it can be very triggering. Like, you know, you hear whining and crying and this and that. And it's oh, just yeah. like, you know, the heightened moments of motherhood can be very triggering. So yeah. really like I've done a lot of self-work and self-therapizing. <laughs> mm-hmm. so- I did go to therapy for a little bit, but um, it didn't last long, but I still do the work, you know, mm-hmm. on my own. And that's really been probably the healthiest change is just becoming more self-aware as a person to know how I let people affect me and how I affect other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think one big thing that I probably is healthier is that I let go of a lot of like opinions from like other people. Mm -hmm, I I think motherhood does that to a lot of moms where you just really start to just not give, you know what I mean? you just don't anymore after where you're like okay I get what you're saying that's your opinion and it's it's gonna stay there because it's your opinion and you just right. move on with it right? right and I think that is also the a part of like you have a, a child and it's like you listen to what they're saying and you kind of trying to talk with them and you're a little bit more patient and just you know mm-hmm. so you're you're that way with other people too and you realize what their opinion opinion is it kind of stays there and then take with a grain of salt so I've just learned to just <laughs> take things in very just like small doses and yeah I just yeah. not care a lot of things just roll off the shoulder now <laughs> yeah right and speaking of patience like I am naturally not a very patient person but I have learned the art of patience mm-hmm. um because you know I feel like the way that I view my kids is like very like they're just I mean they're kids they're just so childlike and I love right. viewing the world through their eyes it's mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of like heals my inner child to just be able to see like how they see the world is just so you know just free and everything yeah. so you know when they're trying to slow things down or you know and they're not doing it on purpose but just like you know picking a flower or something like that like oh my what's gosh. the rush oh, you know yeah. like they're enjoying nature I ne- right. I probably need to slow down and enjoy nature instead of hurrying them up into the car or things like that so just learning patience and understanding like 
when they're asking me a million questions, they're asking for understanding, mm-hmm. not out of like disrespect or something like that. It's just like, you know, they just, they really want to know the answer to the question yeah. 5 million times. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot of like, sometimes we overthink things as like parents and realizing like your child is just wants to look at a rock or they just want to look at an ant and they just want to like, right. they're not doing anything intentionally to like manipulate you, annoy you, to get you right. angry, to make you sad. Like they're not doing any of that intentionally they like, have they learned that skill yet? No, they haven't. When they have you, we will know, but it's like, right. they haven't learned that skill yet. So you really have to like, like really take that in and be like, your child is just being a child and they're being really innocent and they're just learning and they're taking things as they see it, just as they see it and not realizing, oh, this is taking 10 minutes. They have no concept of time. They right, have no idea right. that this is taking an hour. Then they have no idea that <laughs> mom's late that we have somewhere important to go because they have no clue right even right. though we explain it to them so all of those things you really just have to like take it down to their level and be like wow they really are just looking at that one ant for 20 minutes yeah I'm like picking up a rock and it's you know everything is extremely innocent when it comes to kids so really is when you take that time to just see what they're doing and it's like wow I need to slow down my life like you right <laughs> yeah like I need to take a page from your book because mm. <laughs> Because they ain't got no stress. They ain't got no stress. (laughs) (laughs) They ain't got no stress. They get all the healthy habits. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So taking a page from our kids' book and we're like, yeah, you need to pick up some of your healthy habits. Uh, Yeah. So I also want to like just ask when it comes to like healthy and unhealthy changes, do you Mm -hmm. find that, I think you probably mentioned it, of just like not having very chaotic life um, where it's like, you decide to have that mindset of like, I need to take life by the horns and not just let life happen to me is a part of like having healthier changes through your motherhood instead of like, I'm just going to go through the day and just kind of like see what happens. Yeah. 100%. So I definitely like, I tell people this all the time. So I love to sleep Mm -hmm. in a past life. I love to sleep. (laughs) And I really like my whole life struggled with insomnia, even at a young age, I didn't really sleep at night. And so I would take a lot of naps, you know, after school, things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And so when I went to, you know, college, it was like, I wouldn't sleep at night. And then I would take naps. I was always on like an opposite schedule. So, you know, one thing that I realized is like, naps are such a waste of time. Like I want to take, like you said, life by the horns. Like Mm -hmm. I want to be able to enjoy all of life all the time. And I just feel like, and I'm not saying this is nothing bad about a mom who naps because sometimes we really do need it. But for me, I feel like becoming a mom has made me want to like optimize my time and optimize like my opportunities more, you know, like I feel like we become so much more efficient when you're a mom, you know, when you're single, you think you're tired. You know, you don't have kids, you're single. Oh my God, I'm so tired. I went to work. And then you realize once you have kids that you're like, that wasn't tired. This is tired. (laughs) When you're single, I'm like, well, I probably probably could have ran like five businesses when I was single. And now I'm a mom. And now we're trying to do the most while we're moms. And it's like, we should have been doing the most when we weren't moms. We would have been like 20 million steps ahead. Exactly. But it's like, you don't know your capabilities. I feel like you really don't know how amazing you are sometimes until you become a mom and you're like, wow, I have this much time to do what I need to do. I have to be a million times more efficient at it. Mm -hmm. And you're more driven. And I mean, I went back to nursing school and my son was, or went to nursing school. My son was five months old. I went back to work when he was eight weeks and I was miserable. And I was like, I called my husband. I was like, so what do you think about me going to school? And he was like, 
uh, sure. Like, are you sure you can handle that? But I was just like, I just felt so motivated Mm -hmm. in a way that even though that had kind of been on my mind before, it's like having a kid made me be like, no, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like after you've, after you've had a child, you're like, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Anything is possible at this point. Right. That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. You feel so much more capable after becoming. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, just starting little, you know, starting projects, becoming an entrepreneur, it's like, you have to be efficient, but it's Mm -hmm. like, you want to do it so bad. Like you just have this drive inside you. And I really do think not that people who don't have kids also can't have drive, obviously, but something is kicked into high gear Mm -hmm. once you become a mom. And it's like, you can, you can conquer the world. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm going to use that to kind of bridge into the next um, question of like separating yourself from the identity of mom without feeling guilty. Yeah, that's a hard one. It's a hard one. I think because once you become a mom, I think, I think the biggest difference maybe from being a mom and a dad is like you carried that baby and there is some sort of like physical attachment Mm -hmm. and you have to realize as a mom that you are two different entities your baby is not an extension of you. They are their own person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at like, I feel like this has been kind of like a trending topic, not that it doesn't exist because I have plenty of it, but childhood trauma, you know, we were, I, something that I worry about is like, oh my God, did what I do just traumatize my child? Like, did I just traumatize him for life or her yeah. for life? And it's like, to some extent, maybe, but then to some other extent, maybe something you did you know, very nonchalantly that had nothing to do with anything traumatize them, right? So it's exactly. like kind of letting the the pressure go a little bit and letting the weight off of like, you know, so many things are going to happen mm-hmm. between you and your child. And if you don't separate yourself and nurture who you are as a person, you're going to wind up, you know, kind of making your kids your identity, making your kids your world. And that's a really scary place to be in because that's a big place. That's a lot of room for disappointment. That's a lot of room for hurt. And you can love your kids to the moon and back, but you also have to be your own entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's just something that you that's something that you learn. But I think it has to be something that's really in the forefront. Um, I remember when I was pregnant, my friend telling me that her friend was so attached to her baby that she would sleep with the baby in the crib. She would have the husband bring him to the hospital to nurse um, to, so she could nurse. And he would just sit in the parking lot so she could be so close to the baby. She wouldn't let anybody watch the baby. And I remember telling myself in that moment, I was like, Eleanor, you will not be that person. Mm-hmm. Not to shame her, but I know that I could potentially go there. Had somebody not told me that that mm-hmm. was a possibility, I don't think I would have known to shield myself from it. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, kind of remind myself, like, you know, your baby can sleep on their own, or your baby can drink from a bottle, like, it's okay, those things are okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think getting so enthralled and just motherhood can sometimes, you know, kind of make you lose yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I, I talked about it a bit. in like, another um episode but like the fact that you mentioned like the disappointment um and I think also to an extent is like sometimes using your child as an excuse um, Mm. can happen too um it's just like oh I can't do this because like like just because I have a child when you know that you you might have the support at home and you probably could go and 
get out of your house or do something different but instead you're like I'm just gonna stay with my child you know for Mm -hmm. until they're I don't even you know until whatever age until the time that you think is right but you also have to remember like your child also has to connect with other people be go out into society and know how to create connections with others and with other parents with other family members um so it's important for them to be able to do that too independently and have those relationships and for you to also go out and nurture your own relationships and be your own person aside from Mm -hmm. just being you know mom all the time and I think it takes time for us to get there so it's like just start and just start to dabble in that Mm -hmm. instead of waiting until your child is like 18 19 20 and you know right so times change and you want to be able to get to know other people get to know your community get to know what you're capable of what you like um so I I totally agree with that that it, it does take some time but it's a good thing to start you know to get in motion yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah and I think you know a lot of times people might say like you know self-care is selfish or Mm -hmm. you know like I told you earlier you know hiding that milkshake in the back of the fridge Mm -hmm. call me selfish if you want to that is my joy that Mm -hmm. that milkshake is my joy and not to say if we're not all around at dinner of course I'm going to share my milkshake but there are certain things that are just for me you Mm -hmm. know my I will I schedule me time every single morning so that no without a doubt nobody Mm -hmm. will interrupt my Mm -hmm. meantime Mm -hmm. and that's just for me to have a separation you know because when they wake up I am mom and I'm okay with that I love the title of mom I love all things being a mom but I also don't want to lose myself and um, I think there's something to be said about like just kind of remembering who you were before you became a mom and embracing the new changes and just kind of like marrying the two and being like okay Mm -hmm. I can be this person and I can be this person and they can coexist at the same time without Mm -hmm. you know one having to die or one having to you know suffer or something yeah sacrifice one or the other you know like I love to dance and sure I'm not twerking around my kids but we have dance parties Mm -hmm. and imagine if you know I was just like oh I don't want to influence them this way or another you know what I mean but it's like that's that's mommy mommy likes to dance and have fun and so Mm -hmm. we have dance parties you know so obviously we try to play more appropriate music and stuff like that but letting them into my world and seeing you know my personality I think is Mm -hmm. equally as important you know Um, because I think one thing that's so important is that kids seeing that it's okay to be yourself And I think a lot of times when you're a parent, sometimes you may feel like I need to draw back or not be myself because what if it's not acceptable or that's Mm -hmm. not very parent like or something like that. But kids need to see that it's okay to be themselves like, oh, yeah, that is mommy wants to dance on a table. You know, maybe dad doesn't want her to. That's okay. But it's like she's you know, she's being herself. And, you know, whatever yourself is, if you're quiet and you're shy, that's okay. Mm -hmm. If you're loud, if you're rambunctious, it's okay. as long as it's respectful you know, I think, you know, kids need to see that example of like, wow, she really like digs herself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's two points that you mentioned of like the first, the first thing of like, being just being yourself, like sometimes even like for my parents, like if they were to do something that wasn't like, this isn't what mom does, this isn't what dad does. But that was them before they were even like parents. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it really is important to show your child, like, this isn't just like my mom, like she was 
she's this before she's mom and she loves to dance and she loves to sing and she likes yeah. to go out with her girlfriend. She likes to go on a date night with dad. Like she has a relationship yeah. with somebody else. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. she has a relationship with dad. Like before I was here, like they were a couple, they love to kiss. They love, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, instead of just being yeah. like I'm just a parent and I'm only going to focus on like watching kids shows all the time and know all the kids songs and like mm-hmm. not even tap into who you were before the music that you liked. like if you like to dance or sing like it's important to go back to those things that you loved instead of just I'm going to embrace everything newborn or embrace everything toddler yeah. and that yeah. is now going to be my identity and knowing every single nursery rhyme and memorize yeah. every single book and but it's like you know you have nothing else for yourself like you have no space left for yourself yeah and I think sometimes people don't understand like when we say stuff like this time is just for me and then when it's mom time it's like you turn on to mom but when you're with your child every like every single day every waking hour if you don't have that time like you just start to get I'm gonna say you just start to get resentful of like I never have any time for myself I never have any time for myself like you don't want to be locked in the bathroom like screaming I need time for myself so imagine if you just delegated that time Mm -hmm. were able to like catch your breath and breathe and do what you need to do for yourself how much more happier mom is that when she gets to do that and not feel rushed and not feel pressured and this Mm -hmm. doesn't happen every single day but like if it's 90% of the time I mean you take the 90% right yeah you feel so much better instead of every single day Mm -hmm. you know so sometimes people who don't have children who are mothers don't realize that when we say that it's not it really truly isn't being selfish and it's not us like hating our kids and like wow you want to be away from your child it is because you're with we're with them all the time from yeah. morning to night they were on even if they're not physically with us guess what we're, we're planning something for them in our brain we're going yeah. through whatever else it is and to just give ourselves a like a mental break a physical break of like this is just our time this is my the time for myself um, before you know right when my kid starts like there's no us saying okay turn off like right. put, yourself, put yourself on pause you know what I mean yeah. give mom a break like it doesn't work like that for kids right so it's like they just go until it's bedtime and even at bedtime it could still be a struggle so mm-hmm. having that time for yourself realize like it's not selfish and if maybe if you're not a parent you just don't get it you might not get it until you're a parent but you really do need to make that block of time for yourself and really mm-hmm. advocate for yourself to have that block of time or else it gets it gets tough yeah it really does and i think that that's a that's a seasoned mom way of thinking you know somebody who's been in the game more than the first six months of motherhood mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. in the beginning you i mean you're like you said earlier your brain just switches And you don't realize it until like you look up and you're just like, oh, my gosh, like I'm just I'm not the same. And I feel like, you know, some people I think there's a big thing to be said about loss and like not like loss like death, but like loss of self. You know, sometimes people don't really see the true like magnitude of like a loss that's not death or something completely being gone. But like losing yourself can be very, you know down emotional for somebody and you know I think sometimes it may feel like you're too far gone but like any mom that's listening to this you are not too far gone like it really just takes those baby steps Mm -hmm. and you know realizing like yeah I did change and for you know for a good reason I'm bringing I brought a kid into the world you Mm -hmm. know but you can get it back and you can, you know, start to enjoy things that you used to enjoy and do things that you used to do. It's just going to look a little different. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It really, it really is drastic because, um, like even for myself, like I'm three years, three years into like being a new mom, but I feel more comfortable going out now. And like so many, th- like when you ha- talk about like losing yourself, it's like not even knowing like how to dress, how to feel, like your mm-hmm. comfort level. Like it's hard to like really explain it when you feel like you're you've lost your because you're just not the same person like and I think even people don't look at you the same way like you may not feel as attractive anymore you may not feel as as sexy anymore you may not feel Mm -hmm. like I don't even feel feminine like like you know you're losing your edges like you know what I like all that stuff's happening everywhere (laughs) just don't feel like you just don't feel like you're the same person like I'm not that same girl that I was you know yeah (laughs) do you feel that way like I'm just not the same anymore like your body looks different mentally you feel different as you said like a lot of moms if you're listening to this and feel like I'm not the same person I'm never gonna get back to who I was and you're really just questioning questioning yourself constantly like just take baby steps those first six months the first year listen you're still oh, in yeah just the beginning <laughs> stages of like yeah the postpartum, yeah you know what mm-hmm. I mean so it takes baby steps to get there and you will eventually get there to the point where it's like I'm not the old girl anymore like who I was but this is a new person but she like she's it you know yeah like, she's more than it she's more and than that's it. the thing too I think I think I really really started feeling like myself or some newer version of myself after a year that first year was when I really was like oh okay like I feel like I kind of got a handle on this and mm. I wanted to touch on something you said about like not hanging out with friends and things like that Although it does take baby steps, I think sometimes it does take a big step. And I'll use myself as an example. Prior to having my son, I was always the person like, hey, y'all want to go out? Let's do this. Let's do that. Kind of coordinating things, getting people out. Then I had my son and those people started coordinating things without me. Or and I would be like, oh, so no invite. And they're like, well, we didn't know if you would want to come because you have a baby. Mm -hmm. Or you told me no last time. So I just assumed you couldn't come. And I had to put my pride aside and be like, hey, I still want to be invited. Mm -hmm. So even if I say no three times, it's because I don't have a sitter or I'm not able to. But that doesn't mean I don't want to be invited and doesn't mean I don't want to go. I very much want to be there. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, sometimes, you know, situations come up and I can't. But it was kind of me having to put myself out there. I think sometimes, you know, as a mom, that isolation your friends don't understand. They're like, Oh, she's a mom. She's different. But you have to like come out and say like, I'm not different. I'm still me. Like I still Mm want to have fun and I still want to hang out and, you know, putting yourself out there to your friends to let them know like, Hey, still here. Like, and I learned that from a friend who she got married before a lot of us did. And she told us before she was even married, Hey, I know I'm getting married, but I still expect an invite. Mm -hmm. Do not leave me out just because I'm the married friend. And, you know, we were like, okay, because in our head, I don't think I thought I would have done that, but who knows, maybe I would have, you know, subconsciously been like, oh, she's married. She doesn't want to come out. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, excuse me, do not leave me out. I don't care if I'm married. I still want to come and have fun. And and that's hard for mom. I mean, that's hard for anybody to do, but as a mom, Mm -hmm. especially when you already kind of feel alone and you feel, you know, like you're the only one and you know you're never the only one but it always does feel that way Mm -hmm. you got to put yourself out there I think too yeah and be ready for 
and just know when the time is right because it may not yeah. be like if you just had a baby you're not gonna be like right months, I'm ready to go out like that may not be the time and you may not truly be ready for that yet so just just I think just just work at your own pace and just know when you're ready yeah. and still give your friends a reminder like hey like please don't forget about me I'm I'm still your friend I still want to come out yeah. I still want to hang out or find other ways of hanging out you know what I mean so it just takes time I think it really takes some time but we all get yeah. there we all get there yeah. And that's another thing too, is like, it does take time. So if like, there's a new mom out there listening to this, um, don't rush yourself. Like you said, like go on your time. Don't look at somebody who, you know, you have a three-year-old and I have a six and under kids, right? Like this isn't overnight. This mm-hmm. is me like putting in the work oh, yeah. every day saying, no, like I'm going to show up for myself. And when I show up for myself, that's me showing up for everybody else. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like the biggest thing is like, you're doing it for you and it's going to take time to get there. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely take some time. It was not going to happen overnight and you make a lot of mistakes and then you say, oh, well, mm-hmm. that didn't work. Um, we got to try something else. But as long as you're making the effort and you see like an end goal, like your child's going to become more independent. Your house isn't mm-hmm. going to stay messy forever. <laughs> you know, you're going to, you're going to figure, you're going to be able to figure out, you know, just yourself and what you want to do. If you're a stay-at-home mom or going back to work or what works for your family, it does, it's going to take some time. So just take it at your own pace and just go with it. Any other advice or anything else that you wanted to talk about? My biggest advice, and I feel like this is just in the day of the age of social media is to not compare. I know people say it all the time, but It is very easy to compare to somebody's 30 second life Mm -hmm. or one minute and 30 second life or their highlight reel. And I don't think there's anything wrong with people putting that out there. But I think that um, sometimes with social media, it's very hard for us to get a real like grasp on reality because we're always seeing those things. And so if you know, I like to I like to use people as motivation. If my house is dirty I'm watching cleaning videos. I'm not even going to lie. Like we're going to body double and we're going to clean together. Mm -hmm. Me and this lady on YouTube, we're going to clean together because I don't have the motivation to do it. So like, I just think the biggest thing is like not comparing yourself, but just kind of using people as a way to be like, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like, not like, oh, if she can do it, I can do it. Because sometimes that mentality can be a little toxic, but just like, hey, I can get myself up and do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find some girl who has similar skin as me and find her skincare routine. And we're going to do it together because Mm -hmm. I need a little bit of motivation here. You know, like just comparing really just can really kill the soul. And that's my biggest thing is like, as a mom, it is so easy to compare to the body types, the products that people use, you know, Mm -hmm. the thousand dollar stroller, whatever, Mm. you know, like (laughs) it doesn't matter. (laughs) That is not going to make any kid more or less, you know, of a good kid or a bad Mm -hmm. kid, you know, just it's very easy to get kind of, you know, sucked into that. And that would be my biggest message to moms. Like, just don't compare. Mm -hmm. You're on your own journey and you can use them as an example, but do not use them as a way to like bring yourself down. Oh yeah. It's very much like inspiration and like I found out like motherhood isn't like a cookie cutter. Like it's not like everyone can follow the same formula and get the same results or get the same mm-hmm. answer. It's mm-hmm. it's not like that you can use them as inspiration and take little bits and say, how can I apply it to myself? Oh, I want to try this, tried it. That's not going to work for me, but I can, you know, take from here, but really mm-hmm. using it only as inspiration because the comparison can really 
just turn negative and either you're just turning envious or just putting yourself down, giving yourself yeah. a lot of negative talk and a lot of negative speech of like, I can't do it. Their life is so much better than mine and this and that. And we get so enthralled in that. So it's just really looking at that person for like inspiration and motivation is the best, I think, path to take when it comes to viewing social media and people's highlight reels of their life that's specific to their life and yeah. not yours. So Eleanor, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on this episode. I hope that we can have another talk like this especially how you got into a lot of healthy unhealthy kind of topics (laughs) and I know it could be a lot of unpopular opinions but I really appreciate you sharing like your opinions your personal um, experience and stories and coming on this episode today and just dropping a lot of gems and a lot of good advice for some for some new moms and for some women to hear yeah thanks for having me it was so much fun thanks for listening to today's episode of the sister sister podcast If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and share with a friend. Want to be more social? Give us a follow on Instagram at Sister Sister Podcast. Can't wait to catch up with you in the next episode.